Welcome to the PT Graduate Podcast. I'm Rich Ellis, and I interview people from the health and fitness industry to find out more about their role, get some inspiration, motivation, and also have an understanding of how to get into this industry, but not only get in, but stay in and flourish in this amazing industry. Let's get on with the show. Here we go. Welcome back to the PT Graduate Podcast. My guest today is Maya Captain. Welcome, Maya. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Great to uh, great to be able to zoom in from around the country because um, you're a long way south, aren't you? You're now I've looked this up. So Kelso, which is near Tapanui, next to Tapanui. Yep. Yep. And so Tapanui is probably closest to say Gore. Yeah, that's it. It's half an hour away from Gore. Yeah. Okay. So that's kind of to get people's bearings. That's that's where you are. So very rural. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if I go up to have a course, it's a two hour drive to the airport of Dunedin and then I can start flying. Yeah. 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 It's quite a quite a commute to. Uh, so Dunedin's the closest big city. Uh, Invercargill is. Invercargill. Yeah. Okay. So that would be roughly an hour and a half, I would say. Yeah. 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 OK. So how does business go for you in in, in such a rural area where where do your clients come from and um, and uh, how do they find you? Uh, well, Tepanui itself it only has 700 people. Okay. Um, and when I decided to start working as a personal trainer, um, my husband is the GP. So I always been the doctor's wife and then okay. the doctor's wife had a hobby, yeah. which was PTing. Yeah. Um, but I uh after that first i did i had another job and i added a few hours of pt and slowly my business started to grow but i have mm. actually never advertised because everything here is going word of mouth uh, okay. okay so and i'm i'm doing well yeah great yeah that's good so yeah. so that's kind of helps people with with um maybe issues with numbers you know if they're in a big city and they are struggling with their client base and you're in a, a small rural town with 700 people only and your business is going well, then there's no excuse, is there? <laughs> no, well, and I, I must say I have, there, I think there would be 1,200 in the surrounding areas. Okay. Uh, but no, it was getting people to know that I am not just there to create big muscles yeah uh, and i must say if people want to do a half hour drive to gore there is lots of options there's a hit studio there is um crossfit there are gyms there are personal trainers there's yoga pilates yeah. Yeah. um but i think i just did my own thing and was not uh, chasing up too much mm. if that makes any i wasn't yeah. pressure on people yeah i just did my own thing and apparently that that worked yeah yeah they obviously liked your style yeah they yeah. must have yeah. yeah you found your people and that's kind of what it's about isn't it yeah 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 and i uh i think i'll train most of my clients uh are in my age group so i can yeah. connect with them i and yeah. a little bit younger so i connect what it's like to have a family life to try to keep up all the balls with work a private yeah. life and your fitness and um sometimes the things that go first are the ones that matter the most mm. so mm. i have to, um i can relate to my clients and i think that really helps yeah mm. absolutely yeah they, they get to get you as a just a human being 
which is kind of one of the most important things, isn't it? You, that yeah. connection, that, um, you know, people understanding people rather than, like you say, the intimidation or potential intimidation of, of what PT could mean to some people when they, they don't necessarily know there are different types. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And I think what helps me here, um, the gym that I work in, it used to be an old bank building. Okay. It's, it's really, really small. We do have everything, but it's small. People, the people who come and work with me, um, I have to book a time in the slot. But I think for most of my clients, they get one-on-one in an empty, empty gym. Well, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. a lot less intimidating than going mm-hmm. to a big gym with lots of people around. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that really helps too. Yeah. 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 So, um, so if we sort of start back at the beginning, what, what got you into it? I mean, obviously, um, you, you're not from New Zealand originally, you're from, uh, from the Netherlands. So, um, and Halo, your original birth town, which is, um, which is one of the other pieces of information I was able to find. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a bit of the, the backstory as to, um, you know, what brought you here and, and how you got into the industry or what, what, you know, obviously you were interested in it, but well, what brought me to New Zealand was actually a misunderstanding. A misunderstanding. <laughs> oh, this could be interesting. <laughs> oh, oh, my husband uh, was completing his training to become a, uh, a general practitioner. And he was looking for some uh, jobs because I, as a true mum and wife, was kind of nagging about him. You know, you're almost done. You haven't got a job yet. <laughs> and then he found a job offer online. He said, oh, this sounds really good. You know, you got a relocation cost. There's a house. Um, and it's for a year. And I thought he's at Zealand, which is a part of the Netherlands. Okay. So I said yes. And he was quite surprised, but he because he was mentioning New Zealand. I kind of missed that part. Yeah. So he started the process. I think it took me a week to realize that he wasn't talking about a part of the Netherlands, but actually talking about a part the other side of the world. <laughs> uh but by that time he was he was onto it and you know, I kind of went with it. So we went to New Zealand. Um, and we stayed in Kaitaia for six months, okay. then Otao Tau for a year, then moved back to the Netherlands because that was our original idea. Right. But being in the Netherlands again, we kind of felt homesick mm. towards New Zealand. And mm. in 2012, we moved to Blenheim. And after 10 months, we moved to Tapanui. And oh. every year we look each other in the eyes and say, well, let's do another year. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Yep. So, so 2012, you've said that a few times then. <laughs> and it seems yep. to be sticking. I know. I don't see myself returning to the Netherlands, to be honest. No, okay. I love uh, That's the good thing about living rural. I can just hop on my bike, go out and not see a single soul and right. go for a run. Yeah. I love it. And coming back to your question, how I got into the industry. Mm. Um, I, in the Netherlands, I worked as a nurse at the maternity ward. Um, I got a specialization in obstetrics and gynecology. And here in New Zealand, I was doing some volunteer work at school. Uh, And then the personal trainee here stopped. And when she decided not to go back, uh, my husband bought the gym because he said, I can't prescribe exercise to my clients if there is no gym here. Right. Um, and then I thought, well, actually, it would be really good. I can still work with people because that's what I love. Um, mm-hmm. Get myself retrained and take it from there. So that's what I did. And I haven't looked Fantastic. back. Yeah. Fantastic. And you've, you've obviously done some um, some additional 
um, you know, vocational training since your initial qualifications, which have sort of steered you down a particular path. What what sort of things interested you that have sort of um, got you interested in in that further education stuff? Uh, actually, well, that was purely client based. I could see clients struggling with health issues, and I didn't know how to connect that to my uh, PT skills. So yeah. I did a training in. Um, exercise as medicine so I could connect oh, yeah. my nursing skill to my PT skills and mm -hmm. then I had quite a few women with pelvic floor issues so I thought oh I need to work on that too so I did pelvic floor exercises mm. um, and then I could see restrictions in client but was unable to help them out I have done a yoga teacher training because the yoga teacher stopped in Tapanui and she asked me if I could take over the classes mm. well yeah I can but I'm not qualified so I got a qualification in that <laughs> well so it was more uh, and even the course the holistic movement that I'm doing right now is driven yeah. what I see with my clients and feeling that uh, I want to help them to improve their quality of life and their movement and I know it's out there. It's just that I don't have the knowledge yet. Sure. So that is my newest course. And my husband's yeah. already starting to roll his eyes. Okay, what do you get yourself into again? <laughs> um, but I, I think that what makes uh, a personal trainer good is to stay open-minded and keep mm. challenging yourself and pushing yourself to see if you can improve yourself and therefore the life of your clients. Yeah. Absolutely. I like the fact that you, you said that it's client driven, you know, it's, um, it's wanting to help them solve their challenges rather than I just need more knowledge and I'm going to go and do X, Y, Z course, you know, and it doesn't always necessarily link back. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's beautiful, you know, that the, you've, you've, you're doing it out of that desire to help. And, uh, and obviously that's why we're here, isn't it? So mm. good on you for, for, for keeping on doing their things and, and picking up the yoga so you could do the classes. Just like, it's just <laughs> practical, isn't it? Like, yeah. what's the solution? Right, I'll just get qualified. <laughs> yeah, well, like, yeah, that's what it is like, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's brilliant. So um, you said that your client base is sort of similar age and, um, and age and stage. And is that sort of general population in the area and are they in that sort of era of life? Uh, we have um, a farming community. So yeah. there's a lot of farmers around. Okay. Um, the specific demographics I am not sure about. I know that we do have a gap of uh, people in their 20s when they start to go to college or get a qualification they kind of go away yeah. there is a small uh, secondary school here but I think overall if you look at the, the teenagers there is not a lot of them yeah so yeah. it would be more the people who return to take on farming or to have a job around here sure, yeah. sure. And, and is there a school for local kids or is that further away no, here we, it's a small community, but we have hmm. a lot. So we have a, a play group uh, or play center. We have a daycare and we have a primary school and we have Blue Mountain College, which is, which is a secondary school. Right, right. So, so there's, there's, yeah, so there's, there's sort of, there's kids, there's sport, sports and other things that they probably do around uh, that schooling that um, would, you know, potentially be younger clients one day or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah who knows you never yeah. Know. yeah 
And so, um, and so what sort of, um, how, how, do, how do your weeks go in terms of, of clients? And, and obviously they get the entire space to themselves when they, they come in. Can, can other people sort of um, use other things while they're, while they're there? Or is it literally sort of one in, one out? Away you no. Go. So um, because of COVID, we have restricted the uh, amount of people in the gym. So there's right. a maximum of four. That means that I can always find my way around to yeah. do the exercises. Right. Um, but generally, my day starts at 6.45 a.m. Um, and then I come home, have breakfast, work mm. till lunch. And depending a bit on the day, I have an hour after lunch or I'm at home. For the kids yeah and, and i work uh two or three hours at night yeah 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 okay mm. i guess that's the typical day really isn't it where people are available and can do their thing yeah yeah and then when i just started up i worked crazy hours because i wanted to uh build up my business so i worked saturdays and sundays as well and yeah. i um, have chosen not to do that and put a little bit more of life work balance into my schedule yeah. yeah i think i think that's something that's come up on other conversations that i've had is that that initial um startup phase in at least the first three months if not longer it's you know it's all hands on deck it's work 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 establish yourself build that client base whether that's in a big box gym or in the in the, in a, you know, in the middle of a, a rural community it's the same real same story again and again um, and then once you've done that, then it gives you the ability to then go, okay, what do I want my perfect week to look like? And you slowly, slowly chip away at getting it to, to look how you really want it to. And then that kind of creates the balance that you're talking about, doesn't it? So that you can yeah. keep it sustainable. Yeah, yeah. And I have an awesome community who oh, have supported me all the way through. So it's, right. it's been great. Yeah. Yeah. So plenty of referrals from the doctor then? People said that we had a scheme build up. When I didn't work as much, I did a lot of Dutch baking as fundraisers. So right. my kids would sell a lot of baking. Right. And the joke was a little bit that I would sell the baking, they would gain weight, get pre-diabetic, <laughs> go to the doctor who would refer them back to me in the gym. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. It's the best it, scheme ever. It's the, uh, it's the, the, the health cartel. <laughs> yeah. Well, Alphonse and I um, have discussed that we don't discuss work uh, at home. He yeah. can't because, of course, he has um, that clientele confidential, mm. confidentiality, mm. and I want to do the same for my clients. Absolutely. If people have issues and they go to see Alphonse, um, I always ask them, look, is it okay if I... Uh, ask him what's around or how I can help you mm. usually they're okay mm. and sometimes people are a bit cheeky and they come back and said oh yeah Fons told me that you were going to do this or um, I even had a little note and I gave it to one of my clients knowing that she was going to see Fons and I said mm. um, on that note it said I love you and then I said P.S. this is from your wife not your patient uh. <laughs> I said that note to him at the end and I think that's quite cool that you can do yeah. stuff like that in a small community. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is, and they're sort of they're sort of part and part and parcel of the the communication channel. And it's yeah, it's quite cool. You wouldn't get that necessarily in the in a in another situation. So um, no, yeah, it's, it's pretty special. I have the same with the physio and um, the. Um, that's not a manual therapist. 
Osteopath. I forgot the English. Yeah, the osteopath. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if I have any doubts, I write out a referral and that's something like a text and say, look, this is the client that comes to you. Can you, this is what I've seen. Can you yeah. keep me up to date? And so we're on the same page Brilliant. and it works brilliantly. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got good, good connections with, with both physio and, and osteo. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. And is that something that you fostered? Did you actively go and sort of connect with them? Um, yeah, because for a start, they didn't know what I was doing. Mm. Uh, but now it's, um, no, it's, it's still going because I refer clients, but I have a physio here in, um, um, in Tapanui as well. And I asked if I could join her for a day so I can get a little bit of an idea of what she's doing. Uh, so that's on my list to do. Yeah. That's a great idea. Actually, I might steal that, Maya. Yeah. Um, you know, like I've, I've made connections, but actually saying, can I come and sit there for a, a day or half a day or whatever is a, a great way of A, being able to see how they work, but B, having that sort of that chat in between and making stronger connections. Yeah, I've, did, I've done it with clients as well. I have one mm. client, uh, she's amazing. She's a beekeeper oh. and she was explaining to me what her movements were, but I couldn't quite get my head around it. So I did start on an strengthening training based on her movements but I actually joined in for the day and uh -huh. did what she was doing yes. and then I came back thinking oh, okay I do need to change things around because we need to do a lot more grip strength and okay. doing deadlifts and stuff like that yeah smart smart yeah. I think being able to uh well that just shows your commitment doesn't it to your client you know it's not just taking their word for it it's actually feeling how their day goes yeah. That's a totally different endeavor, you know, in terms of commitment. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. It was a fun day between the bees, but it was not. Yeah, yeah was I was cool. going to say, you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you'd want to not get stung to have a great day, wouldn't you? No, no. Oh, and the idea now is that when carving comes up, I would yeah. like to do a day with calf rearing. And I yes. want to, I've done a few milking, so I know what that's yeah. like. Yeah. Um, and in the sheep industry as well i would like to uh, see if i can yeah do something like that as well just to get a feel of the movements and therefore the strength or the patterns what i need to be working on yeah. yes 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 that rings a, a really vague bell in my mind i remember working with someone who i think was a dairy farmer and and it was attaching the um yeah it's the cupping <laughs> yeah attaching the cups to the udder and he, yeah. and he said basically all day i just do this yeah <laughs> so i was like right so wrist shoulder elbow <laughs> yeah and he's just like this is the worst rsi you know you know so it's amazing until you sort of get close up and realize what these people do on a day-to-day -day, and the volume of what they do yeah. um, that really hits home as to how robust they need to be and what what programming needs to work around that so that you can balance them out a little bit because yeah. they don't get a break it's just phenomenal <laughs> yeah yeah. Um, so, so predominantly farmers as opposed to other endeavors in, in the in the community. No, I would say mostly farmers. Yeah. 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 Sheep, beef, dairy. Or, yeah. I think you got them then. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 And then their extended families. So, do you so do you pick up partners as on the way through and and extend the the client base that way? Yeah, I got, uh, there's one family and that's a mum uh, and three uh, children. 
so that's basically the whole family that lives in the area yeah. that I playing, which is awesome. I yeah. 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 Fantastic. It's good, isn't it? When they when someone gets it and it's like, right, everybody, we all need to get it. You know, <laughs> uh, yes, that's a great win. You know, you've got everybody yeah. on board. It's uh it's the right way to do it, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. So what um what does the future look like? Because I, I remember vaguely the first time we chatted a while back before you did the mentorship, you're talking about um, no competition in the area. So if you were to go somewhere, if you were to work somewhere else, then you that would be your, the only experience of having other other trainers in, in the area. I can't. Sorry. Very vague. <laughs> oh, that's all right. So I do. So my my nearest competitor is half an hour away. Right. Um. But I still want to, uh, I want to prove, I guess, to the bigger cities and the other communities that although we live in a small community, it doesn't necessarily mean that you can't get a good quality of work. Yeah. Uh, that the lack of competition doesn't mean that you uh, can't have a good PT in town. So right. if we ever would decide to move out of Tepanui, I know I will be having a hard time, but I think with all the experience that I've had and the training that I've done, I think I can offer something quite unique to this area. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, but we'll see. And I, I, again, I think I would do exactly the same thing as when I did in Tapanui. I would probably market it myself a little bit more. I think I need to, that would require me to be a little bit more active on social media, but I wouldn't put pressure or be too desperate to get new clients because I think sure. it will work the same way as it will work here. Maybe it takes a little bit longer, mm. um, but we'll see. I might set myself up in... Uh, a shoe clinic and just assess everybody's feet uh, for uh, a day and then give my card away something like that yeah so, yeah 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 you're already answering my next question oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is that's perfect but that's a great idea i mean it's a, it's a marketing strategy isn't it it's a way of connecting with other businesses so you build that relationship and from there people who have problem feet or things that they need to work on can spend a bit more time working on that with you as opposed to that fleeting bit of advice that the shoe guy gives them hmm. yeah. Yeah, and I, it's still new zealand it's still a small community so mm. if we would decide to move to um dunedin because our kids are studying there it's still it's still nearby and i think yeah. by I, I i'm still hoping that i can get a little bit more online things going so if clients are not well if they need to isolate if i need to isolate yeah i can make the switch to online okay. uh, sessions a little bit smoother right now sure. um it looks like people are a bit um not used to it and sometimes mm. it make it's hard to make that connection in your head that an online session can be just as good as an in-person session yeah yeah, it can. It depends what what your it depends what your um what what the content is, I suppose, isn't it? Um, and how tricky you're getting. But there's there is there is a hell of a lot. If you've got a good camera and a good microphone, then you, you you're ninety percent there, really, aren't you? And then if if it's hands on stuff, that's that's going to be different. But if it's yeah. stuff you can talk through and show and explain and indicate, etc., yeah, you you can cover a lot. Mm. Yeah, and what I do have a client who I see once a week 
online and two times in person. And because we have been working together, I know what he can do by himself online. So that yeah. makes it a lot easier. And I have another yeah. client and I see her once a fortnight online. Uh, but because I have worked with her in person, it's quite, the transition is quite smooth. I can mm. talk her through. She knows what things need to feel like. She knows what a red flag is. She knows when she um, has to say, look, this doesn't feel right. So that makes things easier. And I, it, I, it can't beat an in-person session, but it, it can be a good alternative. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If, if the other alternative would be not moving at all then of course I would prefer an online session. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so have you sort of tested the waters with, with people and sort of found out where they're at with, with that idea? Yeah. Oh, so for some people it makes sense and they're like, oh yep, yeah, that's fine. And for right. some people uh, it was a bit harder. So the first uh, lockdown, I did nothing online. I was not prepared. I didn't see it coming. Uh, it was quite, my sister-in-law got COVID, so ah. it was quite intense for us. Mm. I wasn't in the right headspace. The second lockdown, I was prepared. So I texted all my clients. I emailed them. I said, look, I'm doing online. Some clients were on board just like that. And the others right. were like, that's yeah. not, which yeah. is fine. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I found exactly the same thing. I think most people probably did, didn't they? And so I found other ways of checking in with them. So instead of them going turning up to a zoom i'd send them a little video and go try this or try that and you know they can just either do it or not do it or you know it's just a way of staying staying in contact with them yes. yeah. yeah yeah i like your um i like your idea about going to the uh, the shoe clinic and that sort of thing it's great and, and so that was the first that was the first lovely tip and um i'll you know, scribble that down while we talk any other things that you've sort of come across over over the years that have um, have worked well for you that um, are worth sharing? Um, no, I think it, it's probably said a, a, a lot of the times you can meet your client where they're at, um, yeah. but it depends a bit on what kind of client it is. If you have a new client coming in and they are really self-driven, they want to, they have a goal, they have a plan, you can put your program into place and they are probably really motivated to get there and be uncomfortable and push themselves because they want to have the results. But my majority of the problems are the people who like to plan and take a little bit of time are not really into getting too uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. If you, I think that if you would be pushing your own program on them, you might lose them because getting fitter or stronger means that you are getting uncomfortable you might get a little bit sore as your body yeah. adjusts it you might feel short of breath and if you're not used to it mm. and if you i think if you don't educate your clients in that they might go away and say oh this was way too hard i was pushed too hard i didn't enjoy it yeah well yeah. i try yeah. and even now when i have my warm-up with my clients i just want to see where they're at mm. what was their night like did they sleep well? Did the kids sleep well? Uh, did they eat well? So, and then I take them to the board and said, look, this is what I had in mind. Is this something that you see yourself doing today or do we need to change things up? Nice. Yeah. So yeah. that was a long answer for sure. No, that's good. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. It's, it's sort of adapting to, adapting to where the clients are. Like you said at the beginning, it's meeting your client where they're at, essentially, isn't yeah. it? And that's the detail in behind that in terms of how you do that. So uh, I wouldn't say long-winded. I'd say detailed and useful. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
Um, so I'm scribbling, so apologies. Um, so I've got some some notes to put in at the end on the show notes. But um, is, is there anything sort of that you've done that you thought, oh no, that didn't go well. I'm never going to do that again. Is, are there any of those learnings as well? Oh yeah, I think in the, if I look back on how I was um, being with my clients then and how I do it now, it's completely different. Right. I, then I had this. Okay, this client says that they want to lose weight and get stronger and get fitter. So this is the this is what we're going to do. I made mm-hmm. up a plan for the next six weeks. We're going to do this, 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 and this. And yeah. if you do that, you get your results. And yeah. I kind of pushed my program onto them. And that didn't always work. And uh, now that I look back, I think, oh, that was really cringy. Yeah. Now I am a lot more like, okay, this is what you probably might do if you want to work. Do you feel like doing that? Yes, good. If not, well, let's go back. And if you're not getting there, uh, if you're not losing the weight, do you feel happier? Do you feel healthier? Do you feel that you can handle life a little bit better? Um then that might be the gains and it might be not the goals that they were telling me at the beginning, but I kind of have the broader vision of the whole human being in front of me instead of just getting them to the goals. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. 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 And I guess sometimes the big why is something is something that they won't say in an intake. Mm. I want to lose weight. Okay. And maybe now in the next few weeks, if I got a new client, I might dig in a little bit more. Why do you actually want to do that? Because if the weight doesn't shift, but they wanted to lose the weight because they wanted to feel better about themselves, then maybe the weight loss is not the thing to focus on too much, but maybe feeling better about yourself. So how can we accomplish that if the weight loss doesn't happen the way you, you had it in mind? Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. It's um, it's sort of having a, a goal A, a goal B, and a goal C, and and sometimes we're not always going to get the A that we thought we were going to get, but we need to be happy that B would just be as as, as good in a different way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I like it. I like it. That's excellent. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. It's good. Good approach, really. So that human approach, really, isn't it? About, like you said, it's the the whole human rather than just the person saying, "I want to lose weight." And uh, mm-hmm. it goes back to what you said at the very beginning. It's about you know just being another human being and connecting on that level rather than you know the intimidating trainer, which some people might shy away from or mm-hmm. or assume that that's what we are when we aren't when we're not. Mm. I had one client in. Um, and she's awesome, but she it took her months to actually walk through the gym door because she assumed that in a town like Tapanui, the personal trainer would be uh, a bald guy over the top of his uh, powerlifting career. <laughs> <laughs> and then she had me. I said, oh, <laughs> is this okay too? Yeah, yeah. And she said, I'm so pleased that I came in. So still there is... yeah some idea of what a personal trainer does like yeah 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 even in not a book even in a you know an environment that's not a big box gym which you'd typically expect there to be more of that kind of of person and that's not necessarily the wrong person they're they're always right for someone aren't they but um when there's only you (laughs) there's not a lot of choice so she sounds like she was happy and everything worked out well anyway so yes yeah yeah all good all good well i think i've managed to get some good gems in there maya but is there any question i didn't ask that i should have 
No, I think you covered quite a lot. Yeah. Excellent. Great. Well, it's been awesome chatting and um, it's felt very relaxed, sort of, you know, uh, like I, I've known you for a long time and we've only really met a couple of times. <laughs> so uh, it's been a really good chat and some, some really uh, interesting stories hearing about why you're in New Zealand, at least, and, 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 <laughs> and, and everything else in between. But what's good that we've got you here in New Zealand, because it's great to have people like you and, and obviously your husband who are so, you know, productive members of society and, you know, giving back and doing such, such wonderful work for people. So um, thank you. Oh, thanks. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. Well, great. We'll have to try another version uh, down the track and, you know, a, a version two at some point. Yeah. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, for now, thanks for your time and see you later. Okay. See you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the PT Graduate. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave us a five-star rating and hit the subscribe button. And I'd love it for you to share with your friends and colleagues so they can listen too. Cheers for now.